The 1960s was a wild time to say the least. Between the drugs, serial killers, and rock and roll, you never knew what was going to happen next. Life was short, love was free, and so was the LSD. The decade of flower power was the absolute pinnacle of counterculture, and here are just a few examples as to why. Woodstock took place on a dairy farm in 1969 and by some crazy twists of fate became the cultural phenomenon of a generation. Those planning the event anticipated no more than 200,000 people after selling less than 100,000 tickets prior to the event. But when more than half a million people descended on the grounds, the fences were torn down and the event was declared free, simply due to a lack of security to enforce ticket stands. On the second day of the event, the county declared a state of emergency as there were not enough food supplies, bathrooms, or really much of anything to support the instant hippie population. The U.S. Air Force flew in supplies and made temporary amends with the crowds over political disagreements. This was fueled by the fact that when the Food for Love concession stand raised their prices to account for dwindling supplies, the crowds revolted against the capitalist agenda and subsequently burned the stand to the ground. The producers of the event went bankrupt after going $1.3 million in debt from the event. They made more money from the audio and film rights used for the 1970 Woodstock documentary than the actual three-day orgy. The documentary became widely popular, especially for those who attended the event, considering the vast majority remember precious little of the 32-act event due to recreational usage of just about everything. By some miracle, only 33 people were arrested for drug charges, while the other 499,967 hung out on cloud nine for 72 hours. Surprisingly, only two people died at the event, one from drug overdose, quite literally one in a half million, and the other was simply run over by a tractor he was sleeping underneath in a nearby field. But no worries, the net loss of life was perfectly compensated for by the two babies born within the same three days. The only people doing more drugs than Woodstock attendees were the victims of the CIA's project MKUltra. The CIA got it into their heads that mind control would be easy. All they had to do was set up a few brothels in San Francisco, then blackmail the participants into taking a bunch of LSD. As with most things the CIA does, they overthought this one. Advertising free drugs on any given street corner would have likely been a lot more successful if not cheaper. Eventually, the CIA figured this out and just offered people free LSD. The only catch was, they'd be locked up in a cabin in Kentucky and dosed continuously for a couple of months straight. Since this probably would have been viewed as a downside, the CIA figured they just wouldn't tell the volunteers about the length of the study until they were already tripping balls. When this didn't work, they ramped up the program, partly by trying it on themselves. Pranking other CIA operatives by dropping LSD in their coffee became the new team building exercise. It was all good fun until one agent freaked out and ran naked through Washington, D.C., screaming about monsters in the cars he saw driving by. In the end, the CIA gave up on LSD, switching to hypnosis, torture, and a healthy combination of heroin and meth. It turns out if you give somebody enough heroin to pass out, then shoot them up with meth right before they go under, they'll talk. The only problem is getting the subject to talk about anything useful. The program was mostly shut down by the end of the 1960s, and the CIA then destroyed as many documents as possible. Turns out they misplaced a bunch of files, though, probably in a drug-fueled haze. Still, it's a shame we don't know more about the program. Some of the other documents might have explained why Lee Harvey Oswald was included in the research, as a participant, of course. Time to get serious about serial killers, and I'm not talking about Rice Krispies. During the 60s, there was a reign of terror and fear being struck into the minds of residents living on the West Coast due to the notorious Zodiac Killer. 
To this day, the identity of the Zodiac Killer is still a mystery, though the infamous man himself claimed to have had 37 victims. Other than evading capture, the Zodiac's other talents include writing creepy-ass encrypted letters received by the local press. The mystery of the Zodiac is still unsolved to this day, but as far as we know, the Zodiac may still be roaming free looking for their next victim. The most likely candidates for their real identity include Ted Cruz, that one guy who burned mac and cheese in Olin at 3 in the morning last block, and her mom. <laughs> Research by Logan, Shaharia, and Katie. Editing by Katie. Voice acting by Logan, Shaharia, and Katie. Surprise acid trips by Shaharia. Easy Mac victimization by Logan. Humor by Katie. JFK conspiracies by Shaharia. Bloopers by Logan, Shaharia, and Katie. Yo Mama by Samantha. Voice acting by Logan. Oh, fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> We can do it in one take. I mean, we should have been able to do it in one take. Shaharia and... <laughs> Sorry. That was your fault. Voice acting by... Logan. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs>